we go. All right, all right. Better late than never. Better never late. You're late. You're late and you're ugly. Come on, U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Hey, hey, you ugly. Uh, Ngawa, your mama needs a shower. Uh, Babu, your daddy needs one too. I learned that at Camp Hollywoodland. Camp Hollywoodland, it's a real place where they sent the juvenile delinquents and the people with the, didn't have a lot of money. Hey, hey, guess what? It's ready for, it's ready. I'm almost there. Come with me, please. Are you ready for another episode of your favorite show ever? Get wood with Jess Wood. I know you knew. Listen, I know that you know that I know that I missed you and I'm in a crazy way. You want to sing the song with me today? Come on, y'all. It's an oldie but a goodie. Let's go, shall we? Come on now. Bam. And you say, God damn. This is a dope jam. I'm broad. I'm broad. I'm sweaty in Broadway. Oh, yes, I'm broad. Sit on broad. Sit on broader than Broadway. And I'm I diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and we'll make a good goulash burber. Oh, yeah. What time is it? It's time for Get Wood, like I said, with me, Jess Wood. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello and welcome. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a rush today, a little bit of a mess. But you know what? That's okay. Everybody's a fucking mess today, right? It's a messy collective thought, feeling all bunged up, you know? But I will tell you some great news. I've been farting. I know. Were you so excited for me? I have been farting again, which is, I have to tell you, when you haven't farted in... God, I don't almost a week and you start to fart again, you know you're getting better. Because why? Because the fucking nerves aren't strangling your asshole tight and the anxiety isn't taking over your colon and stopping everything. So now I'm flowing free, babies. I'm flowing free and I thank you for your support in all this, in this move. It has been <laughs> very hard, uh, very hard, very difficult uh, moving my entire life to a place where I don't know one person. I don't know one. There's nothing familiar. There's nobody familiar. I don't have anything that I know or anyone. So it's rather overwhelming when you just plop yourself down, especially when I arrived last week, it was snowing and 28 degrees. So fuck, man, that's a lot of difference between 101 degrees and hot in Palm Springs, where I was fancy and by a pool and feeling very comfortable and farting plenty. And then all of a sudden, I, not all of a sudden, but really it was a long fucking mess of flights and you just it's listen you want to move go for it everybody's moving right now right everybody's moving and it's because we can't like get comfortable kind of in our own skin doesn't it feel like it just woo 
So I think uh, what I've done is a tremendous, exhilarating, adventuresome, oh my God, people call me brave. People call me inspiring. These are, these are words I'll take. These are adjectives that I will take and use because it is. Here's what happened when I went outside the first day that I got here and I went outside and I saw this fucking magical and enchanted land. It is New Mexico, which is called the land of enchantment. And I have to tell you, it's, it, it stops you in your fucking tracks. That's how beautiful it is. It stops you in your fucking tracks. Like I just go, I'm, I'm like, okay, let me just go outside. I go walk and I turn the corner and there all of a sudden it's just fucking mountains, just mountains and sky, just sky like coming out at you. You know, that, that sky that's just so vast and it just makes you realize you're nothing. Like we are nothing. I get so hung up on bullshit. Like my neighbors are really loud. Their music's really loud. And then I'm like, I go outside and I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters but these mountains. It's beauty, nature, you know, that's why I had to get out of LA. I couldn't drink the water. I couldn't fucking breathe the air. So I was like, I got to get out of here. So I come to this beautiful, gorgeous land, Albuquerque, to be exact. Now, Albuquerque, I only knew from Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, I should have made that left coin in Albuquerque. That's all I knew from Albuquerque. I did know nothing. So I came and I visited and I fell for it. I fell in love with it. I was here for a few days and I just walked around and, and that was it. And my body was like, you know what you should do? Move to Albuquerque. And I was like, okay, body, let's go. And with some help of some great friends and some support and love, here I am, I've landed in Albuquerque. And the Mojave is not, you know, my titties are telling you Mojave Desert, but it's not. Mojave, the Mojave is actually California. If you know, then you know. But here, let me tell you something about here. New Mexico is the most beautiful, like I can't, I, okay, again, I, blown away, stops you in your tracks, all that shit. But then you realize, oh my God, this is where all the people of the real nation that we fucking took and robbed and raped and pillaged and fucking gave all kinds of diseases to. Guess what? Those folks are here. Ah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so intense because, because I'm seeing them all the time. I'm seeing native people all the time. And I don't know if you know the Chris Rock joke, but Chris Rock is like, native Americans are so uh, sparse in this country nowadays that if you see two together, that's a big deal. Now I'm seeing every day, every day. And I'm on the bus and I'm walking around and, um, I was on the bus the other day and I got lost. And it's not, it's not scary to get lost in Albuquerque, y'all, because there's, what am I going to be near a shrub I don't recognize? Some sort of cactus or succulent that makes me scared? No, it's an adventure at every moment. But I, I got on this bus and I went the wrong way. And a couple of native dudes got on and they sat near me. And listen, I know like Los Angeles, I'm a very, listen, I look different from everybody here. There's no blonde people. And a lot of chicks ain't riding the bus as far as I can see. So here's me, some blonde chick. I'm, I'm down there, some lady with tattoos and shit just hanging out on the bus. Very approachable. I get it. So these guys sit down and everyone here always talks to you. 
And that to me is, ah, there's nothing like it. It's like a very calm New York City. Do you know what I mean? Because in New York, everyone talks to you, but they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> what's up? You know, and, and, uh, and in New York, you don't have to, you know, you kind of have to match that energy. Hey, and then you go, what? And then they go, you know, and you go, all right. And then they, bah! you know, and in Los Angeles, when I would t talk to somebody, I'd go, hey, what's, you know, what's going on with today's beautiful day? And they'd go, oh my God, oh my God. And they'd totally fucking get scared and weirded out. Okay. So here in Albuquerque or Burke, as they call it locally, uh, they are just like, Hey, so these guys sat down in the bus with me, across from me, and one guy says, uh, hey, how's your day going? And, and I go, it's going great, man. I, I mean, I'm healthy. I'm able to get around, you know, I'm on this bus. I don't know, pretty good, nice day. He goes, yeah, it's a great way of thinking. Wonderful way of your mind thinking that it's positive. And I was like, well, you know, and I, and I got real with him. I said, look, I cry a lot. I have a hard time a lot of the time, I, you know, so thanks. And, and same back to you, man. Same back to you. And then he saw my tattoo. He saw my heart on my finger and he goes, Hey, I like your tattoo. And I said, thanks, man. Yeah. Right. Love fucking rules. Right. We got to go with love. There's enough hate in this country, in this world. We got to go with love. Right. And he goes, yeah. And then he, and then he pulls up his sleeve and he's got a heart tattooed on his arm. And he goes, Hey, huh? Great minds. You think alike. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, brother. Hell yeah. So I told him, yeah, brother. Hell yeah. I have called so many people brother since I've been here. <laughs> white lady, white lady. Trying to get it fit in. Hey, hey. So the first day I got here, I uh, I met a neighbor. A guy downstairs, really cute guy. Um, he's in a wheelchair, but he's like, he's fine. Uh, tatted up. Tatted. Mm. Native, mm, taste gorgeous. So I, I'm like, hey, how's it going, bro? Again, hey, brother. <laughs> Shut up, lady. What are you doing? You're not their brother. You're not their sister. Uh, but I think I am. I'm like, come on, we're all brothers and we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, in my eyes, in my eye. Um. Uh, so he, uh, he's very nice. And he holds the door for me at the main gate. And I'm like, ooh, door holder. <laughs> Charming. And then he is like, hey, you know, uh, are you new? And I said, yeah. And, he, and then I asked him a couple questions about the building. And he was like, hey, come over anytime, you know. And, he, and then he showed me where he lived, which is just a couple doors down away from me. And then... Um, he invited me to come because I was like, hey, because we had to sign a fucking form regarding weed. Yeah, because medical marijuana is legal here, but not federally. So state, yes. Feds, no. So apparently I'm in a federal building and had to sign some fucking fakakta form, as my Yiddish would say, some fucked up form about not smoking the weed. And as you know, I really enjoy smoking the weed. So, hey, ah, all right. So I get 
the form and I'm, I fucking sign it, whatever. And then I'm, but I'm talking to my new neighbor and I, I said to him before he goes away, I go, Hey man, can I ask you something? And he goes, yeah, what's up? I go, and then I get real close. I go, Hey, what's up with the weed situation here at the building? And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, I had to sign like a fucking form or something. And he goes, Oh yeah, we all had to do that. But I mean, I still smoke. He goes, you could come over and smoke anytime you want. <sighs> ah, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Don't make me fuck my neighbor. Cause if you fuck your neighbor, you're fucking too close to home. So I said, uh, thanks dude. And I had literally just gotten my luggage into the door and I don't have any furniture because when you move out of state, your furniture doesn't show up at the same day that you do. And they have this kind of span of ready for it two weeks before they have to fucking bring in your furniture. Unless you want to double the amount of money that you've paid for these motherfuckers to just fucking drive a truck with your table in it. Anyway, but I wasn't going to bring the pirate. You remember when I had, remember I had this fucked up idea that I was somehow going to get the pirate to come and he was going to help me and I was going to move with him and we're just going to pack a van and it was all very romantic in my head until I started to really think about it. And then I was like, hold on a second. If I bring this motherfucker with me, there's going to be drugs in the van. We're guaranteed to have a fucking fight at some point at a rest stop or in my driveway or in my new apartment. I didn't want any of that. So I cut that out and I paid for real movers. But the thing about paying for real fucking movers is it takes two up to two weeks for you to get your shit. And I mean, I'm in a new place. I'm in a new city. I don't know one person. I don't know one shit to do. And I don't even have any of my shit around. Like, I don't, I don't need stuff. You know what I mean? But I want my bed. I want my dresser. I want my desk to write on. So for the first few days, I was a fucking mess. Again, I couldn't even fart. That's how ugh, up I was. Do you ever feel like that? Like, you're just like, God, I can't even fart. <laughs> I'm so fucking tense and upset and neurotic right now. I hope that doesn't ever happen to any of y'all because it is the most uncomfortable thing. And you feel like a baby. Like, I never had a baby, but I've been around babies and people are like, when the baby's all fucking, ah, yeah, yeah, and, sh and, the, and the parent goes, they just have gas. They just have gas. And then I think to myself these days, that's why you're crying all the time, lady. That's why you're so upset all the time. You got gas. You've got gas. So, yeah, it's a lot to move. So the first few nights, I didn't get any sleep. Why? Because I've, I'm in a new, I don't understand this. This is all a new place, new apartment, new, and P.S., biggest apartment I've ever fucking lived in in my life. So in my life, you know, I grew up in a hotel room with my mom, right? So, or if you didn't, now you know. And if you didn't know, now you know. Hit it. So here I am in this giant fucking apartment, one bedroom. Yes, I'm standing in the bedroom. It's shit huge. And there's a living room and a, I have a balcony. Not a balcony. My friend said it's not a balcony. This is how much I don't know about balconies. I said to him, look, I have a balcony. And I, and I put the camera over and he goes, that's not a balcony, Jessica. That's a landing. Okay, motherfucker. I, I don't, listen, 
Do I know? I don't even know what that means. So it reminded me when I was in New York City and I was living in New York, I was walking behind these two young boys one night. Uh, they, uh, they had to have been like 12 or 13 years old, young guys. And one of the kids looked at the other kid and he goes, yo, today I found a condom on my balcony. And the other kid looks at him and goes, yo, what's a balcony? That's pretty much, those are pretty much my guys, right? So <clears throat> I'm trying to sleep and I'm trying to be comfortable. I'm trying to get used to the fact that I'm, I'm enough and I deserve this, right? Isn't that what we're always trying to tell ourselves? I'm enough. I deserve this. I deserve good things. I deserve good things. Yet my mind, okay, so I'm, I'm practicing that, saying that to myself and yet all I'm doing is acting like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places when they take him to the rich house. Do you remember that? Do you remember that movie? I was totally like that. Like they're they're showing me around. Oh yeah, this is nice. Sure, this is good. Oh yeah, I like this. This is oh yeah, this is really nice. And they're like, no, it's yours. This is all yours. And he's like, mm-hmm, right. Yeah, I get it. Sure, this is mine. Mm-hmm, I get it. And then by the end of the at the end of the night when he'd had the party with all the all the people from the bar that he used to hang out with, who had putting out their cools on my floor? Who is putting out their cools on my floor? And then uh, at the end when everybody leaves and he says to to the butler who he's pals with now he's like, yes, I suppose that now I I will retire. That's where I want to get to, where I'm like, yes, you know what? I suppose I will retire. And then I'm comfortable in a big old space that's all my own, that nobody can come and take from me, that nobody's going to come and... I mean, I am smoking weed in the bathroom like a teenager and blowing the smoke into a fucking toilet paper roll with, with the detergent. Okay, so I can't have... get. Look at it. Who's in short shorts? I'm in short shorts. Come on, booty. Booty. Okay, who does that? Who does that? I do. Uh, this is what happens when I don't smoke weed in the daytime. I've got so much fucking silly ass energy. And you know what I thought? I thought today was probably a, the best day to be the silliest and the silliest fucking ass energy for you guys because it's a hell of a day in the collective. So let's just watch Titty Shaken and do some jokes, shall we? Hell yes. What are we going to do to make ourselves feel better today? I went out and bought donuts, cigarettes, cookies to make, and I found my vibrator. That's right, because you pack essential shit. When you move, and you know you're not gonna have your furniture for two weeks, you gotta pack essentials. So what did I pack? 11 bottles of essential oils. <laughs> what the fuck is that? 11 bottles of essential oils? What kind of spells am I making here? What kind of shit am I crafting? What kind of juju am I pushing out on my people? Well, a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best, you boo-boo head. Thank you for saying it's the best. I do have a really good time. And here's the thing. I feel like we need to have a really good time these days because fuck knows nobody's really having a great time, right? Everyone's so mad at everybody and everybody's just so fucking upset all the time. Okay, so let's get back. I want to tell you about, I'm going to go back a little bit and we're going to talk about my neighbor downstairs, you know, Mr. Fine-ass in the wheelchair. Okay, so he, 
um, he invited me over anytime to, to smoke. And I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna go down a smoke. And so then I went downstairs and I was like, and he like opened and he's like, hey, you wanna smoke? And I was like, no, I'm so tired, but you know, thank you so much. And I didn't have his number or anything, so I just went downstairs and I had to give him a little knock. I was like, thank you so much, but I'm gonna crash. Thanks for the invite, maybe another time. He's like, cool, come anytime. I'm here all the time. So I'm like, cool. So then I go, hi. So then I go, uh, the next night, I, I'm thinking, okay, I got to ask this guy, like, I got to ask him about Wi-Fi. I want to ask him about where he gets, like, food. I want to ask him where he gets his quarters. Like, I have building questions, you know what I mean? I have a lot of questions about the building. So I go down there, and he's psyched to see me, and the first thing he does is, like, start to pack a bowl. And I go, no, 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 it's cool, man. I don't need to smoke, like, right now, because here's the thing, everybody. Let you in on a little something here. I have two addictions that are really, really intense. You ready? Weed, <laughs> and, which is better than heroin. I used to have a heroin addiction and, and everybody, you do know that weed is better than heroin, right? I mean, it taste is great, but it's better. It's better for you and it's a better deal. So I've never blown anyone for weed. I mean, straight, you know, like tit for tat. I mean, I've blown people that are smoking with me. Anyway, I'm not going to try to explain this to you right now. So I go downstairs. He starts to pack the bowl. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to smoke because I need to like put a little boundary on myself to be like, Jessica, you got to stay clear. You came here with a focus. You have questions about the building. Remain focused and questions about the building. So I, so I start to say to him, hey man, um, you know, how's the Wi-Fi here? And oh, P.S., he has a puppy, a little puppy that's brand new. So it's jumping on me the whole time. It's like humping me. It's biting my skirt. It's jumping on me. And I'm like, no, no, good boy. No, no, please, good boy. And he's like, hey, hey. And he's really nice to the puppy. And I go, hey, man, you're going to have to yell at this fucking puppy. I mean, I hate to be a bitch, but and I know I don't know you, but you got to do something about this fucking puppy. It's like chewing on my shit. And so he's like, I know, I know, you know. So I stayed down there about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And I get not a lot of information, but enough, you know, and I feel like, cool, that was a great visit. Thanks so much, dude. Oh, and I'm like, hey, are you on Instagram? And he goes, no. And I go, oh, cool, so I can talk shit. No, I <laughs> And I go, cool, wow. So you have, like, real friends? Do you have real friends that actually call you and text you and stuff? Like, you don't just troll through the fucking social medias all day and look for someone that you maybe want to watch for a minute? No, he doesn't. So God, that's nice. And I go, what about Facebook? So I'm really trying to get like a social media thing going from him. And he's like, not really. So I go, all right, well, I mean, maybe we should just exchange numbers and that way we could, you know, hang out. I, I wouldn't have to come downstairs if I needed to like say something or do something, whatever. And he goes, yeah, cool. So we exchange numbers. I don't really think that big of a deal out of it. And then I come back up and I'm now in my place and he starts texting and he's like, hey, thank you so much for visiting. It was really, really made my night. And, I, and I'm like, sure, that was great, man. And he then goes, you know, you're really, you're very sexy. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, you can't fuck a neighbor. You can't fuck a neighbor. You just can't fuck a neighbor. Okay, I told you what my one addiction was to the weed. My second addiction that's probably even more intense than the weed addiction, ready for it? Men who need help. Remember the pirate? 
The pirate was homeless. The pirate had no job. The pirate always needed somewhere to sleep. The pirate always needed something, some sort of help. So I fell very quick and very much in love with him. Now I have this very fine, fine gentleman who is downstairs for me, who's in a wheelchair. You think he needs help? Stop it. Jessica, I tell you, fucking get out of there. So I'm like, oh God. And so he starts texting. And now we're texting. And he's like, I think you're really sexy. And I'm like, uh, I don't really know you. Thank you. That's very nice. But I don't really know you. And then he's like, I have very strong arms. And I could hold you. And it would be the, the love of a woman, the touch of a woman. Ah! I was like, no, no, no. And then, and then the thing that really got me, it wasn't even the stuff about me being sexy and us hooking up or making out or cuddling or whatever. None of that really got me as fucked up as when he wrote, I love that you do comedy. I need more laughter in my life. This man might be made out of red flags. And so I didn't want to say to him, slow your roll, sir, because it would have been too like on the nose. So I was like, uh, hey, this is a lot. I said, I'm kind of overwhelmed already, man. I'm uh, just moved. I don't even have my furniture here yet. I don't even have my uh, anything. I have nothing here yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, and yes, laughter is fantastic. Laughter is tremendous. But do you see how I even am on here with you guys? It's just a couple times a week. I'm not like every day, like, shut up, up, a doo doo. Hey, ha 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 ha. Whew. And I mean, I do try a little bit, but it's just like fucking getting back into my fucked up childhood. Yeah, where everyone depended on me to make it okay. Hey, Jessica, can we touch you and diddle you in the vagina? Well, of course, that's okay. I'll make a joke about it. Hey, Jessica, can we keep you starving and fucking only eating carrot juice? Of course, I'll just be orange and make a joke about it. You know what I mean, kids? My survival skill was always to make a joke about it. So now when people go, hey, you're jokey, I could use more jokes in my sad fucking life. No, no, <laughs> you hear me? Mm -mm. I'm out. That is like fucking red flag, bitch. You wanna, you wanna tickle my pussy, that's lovely. You want me to make you laugh, suck it. You know what I mean? <sighs> oh, it gets me very riled. It gets me very fucking riled up. Yeah. What else gets me riled? I'll tell you. Um, not knowing like where I am, not really having my bearings about me yet in the city, and then just jumping on buses and going in whatever particular direction I think I'm supposed to go. So the other day when I took that bus, I ended up on a cliff of a mountain. A mountain cliff, a cliff of a mountain. You know what that means. I mean, I'm saying it correctly. I know you understand what a mountain cliff means. The cliff of a mountain. I got off the bus. I was like, to the bus driver going, is this the last stop? And he goes, yep. Yeah. And I go, well, are you going to go down? Are you going to go again? And he goes, yeah, but in like 25 minutes. So I had to get off. And he's like, everybody's got to get off the bus. So I fucking had to get off the bus on this like cliff of a fucking mountain. And I was like, huh. And I take a look down. Okay, I guess I could figure this out. I kind of had to cross a freeway. It was very, very intense, right? So then yesterday I decided to go the opposite way on that bus. Let's just go the opposite way and see what's happening. 
And I ended up on the total opposite end of the city, which was great. And I did some stuff over there. And then I went back to the bus stop. Homeless white guy at the bus stop. Tattooed, looking a little down on his luck. He comes up to me. And, I, you know, I have this thing where I'm just, again, I'm a, I'm a little bit open. I've got a lot of the tattoos going on. People are very, they feel I'm very approachable. Look at this white lady with tattoos at the fucking bus stop. I bet you I could talk to her. I bet you she could witness a few things that I need to say. And I don't mind, man. I'm here. I'm here and I'm like grounded in these fucking moments because if you don't ground yourself really hard in each moment, your mind goes, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? We've all been raised. I mean, not all of us, but most of us didn't get away without abuse or abandonment or some sort of shit in our childhood. So we're still bringing it. It's still coming up all the time and we're reacting from it and acting out of it. And so I'm really, really, really feeling my feet here. You know, I'm really fucking digging my, my heels into the desert right now. So I'm up there at the bus stop and I realize I look like, hey, come on over and chat. So this guy does. He comes over. But here's the difference between the homeless folks that I've encountered here and the homeless folks that I encountered a lot in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, not just the homeless, but the regulars, they want something. Man, they fucking want something off you. And they're like, hey, and they're coming at you, you know? And you're like, what, what is it? What is it? And they're like, yeah, you got a fucking my cigarette? Give me a cigarette. Like LA, you know? Uh, give me a dollar, LA. Then I come here and this guy comes up to me at the bus stop down on his luck. He's asked dollars from the cars going by, the cars that stopped at the light. He's like, hey, do you have a dollar? Hey, could you spare anything? Hey, you, you got blessed, you know, whatever. So I figure he's saddling up to me. Maybe he could grab a couple bucks, maybe a cigarette. I don't know. But no, this motherfucker comes up and he's like, hey, how's your day going? I said, uh, it's going good, man. I'm healthy. And I gave him the same line that I gave the native dude the other day, the day before. I go, I'm healthy. I'm I'm really grateful that I could be here, that I could actually be like in this life, all my limbs and I can hear and all that stuff, you know, kind of can't complain, you know, got on the bus pass doing the thing. And he goes, uh, and I said, how are you, man? And he goes, I'm not great. Uh, I really like meth too much. And I started laughing and I said, oh man, I hear that's a fucking deal. I hear that is a fucking deal. I said, it was never really my thing. I never really liked speed myself. And then he goes, well, I, I also OD'd on heroin three times. Oh, like, okay, well then now we can be friends, sir. Now if you're a heroin guy, I can talk to a heroin guy. I just don't want a speed guy around. But I was like, oh man. I said, oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry you had to go through that, bro brother, my other brother from another mother. And he said, thanks. Thanks. I don't know what it is. He said, I just, I can't seem to get clean. And I said, you know, my ex is like that too. I said, I, I really, I, I put out the best for you, man. I hope the best for you and I hope the best for him. And I really hope everybody figures their stuff out. This is a tough time for everybody right now. And, and, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, it is. And then he turns to me and he goes, you know, I'm going to call the rehab this week. I think they have a bed for me. Oh my God. 
And then he and and uh, and then he walked away. And I and I swear to you, I don't even know. Was he real? Was that real? It was just so. I don't know. How do people just, how do people know that I'm safe to say these things to? I mean, what, what could I have done anyways? Oh my God, not heroin. Oh no. Officer, officer, there's someone talking to me about their heroin problems. Like, I'm not going to, there's, it's not going to happen. She's not going to happen. And they know that. So they're like, this lady's going to take my story and she's going to keep it. And she might tell others, but in a kind way. <laughs> I don't know how they know that about me, but it is true, is it not? Ah, we've gone a little long today, which, you know, I like it long. Stop it. Um, I have not heard from my neighbor in a couple days, and that makes me very happy. I really, I need to be very careful. Boundaries are important. We should not do things because we think it will help other people feel better. We should really, really only do things when we feel like we want to do them. Yeah, you know, like I had to sit with a very hard feeling regarding my neighbor. And that feeling was, why don't you just let him touch you, Jessica? It would make him feel better. That's old, you hear? That's from childhood. That's me, baby me, going, don't say anything or they'll be mad at you. But now I'm grown up me and I don't have to fucking say nothing and nobody's got to touch nothing unless I want them to. And that's what's up. Like, I can't even imagine, like, just like letting my daughter, like, just lie down and be like, Shh, just take it, okay? Because my mom used to say that shit to me all the time. Like, I told my mom my dad was a pervert. I go, Mom, he's such a fucking pervert. And she goes, I know, Jesse, I know. Well, then why the fuck are you dropping me off with him, you dick? And why don't you put some fucking underpants on your daughter? Hello, just a few ideas for you, Mama. Mama! And I am really convinced that all of this stuff comes to the surface when the people die. Uh, like Ellen, you know, she died a few years ago. So it's, it's safe now for all this shit to come up. It's hard. It's a lot. It's emotional. But it's so good. Because you know why? Because once you feel all the feelings, they're gone. That's what's up. No, I'm for real though. Because... Them shits is stuck, like, inside of you. That shit is stuck, like, next to your fucking liver or something like this. And then you're like, ugh, and you cry, and you upset about it, and you remember the feelings and, like, go through it, like, a little bit again. That shit is out. That's the magic of it. That's the magic of feeling. I know. I like to be numb, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what else gets me numb? Weed, eating, sugar, fucking someone I don't like, uh, doing shit I don't like to do, and I do not wish that on any of you. I wish you all to be in your very, very calm, very, very loving own arms, okay? November is the wild ride. So get as cozy as you can. Get as comfortable as you need and take the fuck care of yourselves. Okay? Okay. I promise to show up for you every week, twice a week like I do. 
I can't say that I promise to get back to every DM or text or anything that I get because right now I'm so fucking overwhelmed, but I do promise to show up here for you. And I love your company too. Thank you. And also join me on Friday when Josh Homer, I'm praying that this motherfucker can make it. But remember the Ratchet Hatchet? For those of you who listened and watched the Ratchet Hatchet and who miss Josh Homer, I do as well. There's no one I'd rather talk to about what's going on in this fucking crazy world and this election. And I know this week is going to be out of this universe. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking to Josh Homer. Friday night, what's good with Jess Wood? I'm see you back here. It's 5.30 Pacific time, 6.30 Mountain time. Motherfuckers, I'm in another time now. Time zone, time change, weather change, altitude. I'm 5,000 feet up. Shit. This is a little different shit. Before I was at sea level. And I was at the sea a lot. Anyway, take really, 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 really good care of yourselves. And really, really, really try to breathe. Okay. Uh, so Friday night, 5.30 Pacific, 6.30 Mountain time, 8.30 Eastern. What's good with Jess Wood? Back here. And I'll be with Josh Homer. I hope, I hope. Hello, hello. And I think that is all. I think I've yelled at you enough for the day, yes? <laughs> yes. I'm sending so many loves, so many kisses, so many hugs and soothing, uh, whatever you need, a little chocolate, a little bubble bath, a little walk in nature, a fun game maybe with your friend or your kid or a backyard or something, maybe masturbation. Mm, all that stuff sounds delicious and delightful. Just don't hurt yourself. Just don't hurt anybody else. Just keep doing what you're doing. I love you so much. Thank you for all the love and the support. And I will see you uh, next week or Friday. If you want to come on Friday, I would love, love, love to see you then. And Josh Homer. <laughs> Until then, please, please be kind to yourself. Okay. Okay. Lots and lots and lots of love. All the love. Fucking what? So much love. Oh my God. So much love. I can't even stand it how much love there is to give. I mean, I'm here and I'm giving more love and then love again. And then it is. Goodbye.